All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to another edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get y'all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you're an Ironman veteran or just thinking about your first sprint triathlon. That's right, so if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place. I'm the Tri-Geek Kahuna, podcasting from the Tri-Geek Dreams Laboratories <laughs> in the OC, Orange County, California. And this is Iron Will, coming to you just outside of Chi-Town in the sunny Midwest. Oh, Will, what's the temperature out there today? Oh, my friend, it is going to be 63 degrees today. Sunny. Oh, very nice. I'm so excited. And you're going to go for a long bike ride today, right? I am. I'm going to try to get my... Uh, I'm supposed to go for three hours, but I was supposed to do a 70-mile ride the other day and ran out of time. So I only got 50 in, which was awesome, but I'm, I don't know. I think I have the whole afternoon today, so and it's perfect out, and... Um, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try for maybe that 70. I just now decided that. So. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, and, and you're going to um, how how uh, how many months till your Ironman Ironman Wisconsin? Oh, five exactly five. Um, actually, just under five. So I know it's uh, that that whole thing has kind of um, been in my face lately, and it's real. It's it, it, there's no more. You know how you think of a race or something, and you're just kind of like, oh yeah, that's next year, and it's not real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's starting to, it's starting to, it's getting real now, and, and real all around because I can feel myself changing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And there's like different muscles that are all of a sudden there, and you know, different. Um, my whole appetite has changed, and the way I see food has changed, and everything. There are all these changes going on, and it's, um, it's like a. I don't know, almost I feel like a metamorphosis or something. And I know that's kind of a weird way, to cliche way or whatever to explain it, but um, it's just, it's coming. It's here. And and uh, I don't know, it's sort of a surreal feeling, I guess. And, and are you um, excited, fearful, um, apprehensive? Yeah, that's, the, that, that's the thing. Those are, I It's one of those, I don't want to say stoic because it's not that, um, but I just feel like... Maybe I can relate to surfing, and I'm going to really be proud of myself if I can pull this off because I have no idea about surfing. But um, you know you know when you're out surfing and then you see a big wave coming, and it's either it, it's the moment where you know you're either going to catch it or you're not. Right. You know, and you, you don't exactly know what's going to happen either way, but uh-huh. you're ready. But you're kind of ready for whatever it's going to be. And maybe that shock, I don't know, but um, it's that feeling, I guess, where you you know that there's this big thing coming and it's on the horizon and it's so enormous that you just kind of stare at it and, you know, don't really think one thing or another. There's no panic. There's no um, freaking out. There's no excitement. Um, you just kind of like, here we go. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess I got to kind of kind of wait around in this a little more to exactly be able to describe it but it for right now i just kind of feel like you know all right here we go let's go <laughs> i don't know wow that's a, that's a good you know i'm more I, i'm doing the iron man florida two months after you in november and i just swing wildly from there's no effing way i'm going to be able to do this what did i do <laughs> To you know, okay, this is doable. You know, I just got to put in the training, I'll be fine. And it's a, it's just all-consuming. I, I think about. I can't even tell you. I don't even want to tell you how much I think about it. It's just like every waking moment. Um, oh yeah, totally. And so, it, 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 you know, there's some practical things like you know, should I eat this cookie? Because um, uh, this is going to put you know some weight on for the thing to. Just sort of, you know, your your dreams and um, and you know, just your every waking moment is, you know, oh my God, what, you know, how am I how am I going to do? How's it going to feel? Am I am I going to be able to do it? I've you know, I've got, uh, um, I, you know, I don't have enough time. Am I trained enough? It's it's just uh, it's just it's just not. It's very. I don't see how people do this every year. Because, oh no uh, no no yeah. Um, I I just I just. Uh, I don't think I could do every year, but I I did have in 
I worked out yesterday and, uh, I was swimming and usually I do sets and, and I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to go, I didn't have a lot of time. So I said, I'll just, I'll just go, uh, 30 minutes straight because that's all I had before the pool closed. And so I could do probably, I don't know, 2200 yards or so in 30 minutes. So I'm okay. Let's just, let's just bang this out. So, and then as I was swimming, I was thinking, how can I break this triathlon down so I can make sure I, I just want to finish. I have no time goals. Um, I just, um, do you have any time goals for your Ironman? You know what? When I was stupid about it, I did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to, you know, I did the whole OCD calculating it out sort of thing. And, uh, you know, if I hit my, if I hit those goals, it would have been, you know, in the neighborhood of 14 hours. But you know what? At this point, there are so many things that are kicking in as far as reality goes Mm -hmm. that as long as I cross the finish line, you know, before 17, um, you know, before 1659, you know, 1700, then I will be, um, I will be fine. <laughs> yeah, 1659, 59. Yeah, uh, there you go. Um, yeah, well, I, well, I said I did this sort of the OCD, OCD thing as I was like, okay, I'm, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to slow down on the swim because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, go, um, anaerobic on the swim. So right. I think I, I think I can get down on the swim if I, if I go, you know, if I go medium speed, it like, like one one ten at the latest, I, I'm guessing. So, and I don't think the transition is going to be. I don't think I'm going to take a long time in the first transition. So, so you got a you know hour ten, five minutes, hour fifteen, and then go on the bike. Uh, I think a long bike in Florida would be seven hours. Um, yeah, it's, and, all flat, it's all it's flat. Unless you have headwinds. So we sh- shush up. <laughs> so seven hours on the bike. <laughs> I'm trying to gain confidence, not to. <laughs> unless, there, unless there's a hurricane. You know what? Though you're going to be fine. Um, okay, so seven hours on the bike. So that's an hour. I mean, that's eight fifteen. So let's say you take fifteen minutes in transition. So that's eight thirty. I mean, eight thirty, right? Am I right? Yes, eight thirty. Yeah. So that means you have. Six and a half hours to complete. Oh, for the marathon? Yeah. Six and a half hours? No, seven and a half hours. No, that's more than that. Eight and a half hours. You could, like, walk from beginning to end and totally finish in time. Yeah, and so, yeah, I'm so crazy about it. It'd be eight and a half hours. And so you figure, you know, my marathon is the thing that I'm just petrified of. So you figure, yeah, okay, you walk 26 miles if you, you know, if need be, and that's not going to happen. So. When I did that, it just seemed—I don't know—just seemed like, oh, a relief. I can, I can do this. I didn't oh, figure in the headwinds, though. Oh, but you know what? Even if you have um, tons of headwinds from beginning to end, you're still not going to be on that bike that long. Yeah, fifteen hours so, or so, so. I, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> with all these stupid hills, but um, I don't know. But yeah, it's good. I think that's good to break it down like that um, and try to put it in some kind of reality. But I think, you know, for me, I've I've gotten to the point now where I went through the months of, of kind of whiplashing like that where mm-hmm. you're freaking out and then you're fine, you're freaking out and then you're fine. And, you know, and I don't know, maybe you'll be like this in a couple months too when yours is five months out, um, that you just get to the point where you're like, this is how it's going to be. You know, this is it and this is what I have to deal with. And, um I, I don't want to say it's a numb feeling, but it's just kind of a, and, and it's not a, all right, bring it feeling either. It's just like a um, resolve, I guess, to do whatever you're going to have to do to get from one point to the to the other. And um, I, I don't know, it's almost absent of emotion, I guess, mm-hmm. which is really weird for me. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, never... you're like Mrs. Emotion. <laughs> This is kind of strange for me to to be like this. So I, I don't I don't think there's ever really been another time in my life that it's that it's been like this for so for consistently like this. You, know, you have days and stuff where you just like whatever. But yeah, for it's been like a good I don't know week or two now where I've kind of just been like um, in this mode. So I don't know. I'm, I just I just want to be able to finish and I just want to I just I just want to finish well. I guess you know what I mean. I, I know what you mean. Hey, to our, for our new, you know, we have a lot of new um, triathletes or even people who want to or thinking about being triathletes and doing this Ironman, which is new to us. 
I find the feelings are no different. I think they're they're magnified a bit, but no different than when I was doing my first sprint triathlon. I mean, I had the same kind of uh, feelings like, you know, oh, my God, I can't do it. And then, you know, the next day it would be, oh, this is going to be so easy. And, and right. uh, the sleepless nights. And so it's really um, <laughs> it's really no different. It's just uh, maybe on a, on a you know, degrees uh, different. But uh, so. Do you think, um, do you get like this, though? Do you, do you think, like, okay, what's next? You know, what are we going to do next year and the year after that? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I've, I've made, um, you know, I, for a long time I was like, okay, how do I top this? How do I yeah. do something, you know? I mean, I don't know how you top it. I guess you do, like, an ultra marathon or something. But oh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I've sort of made peace with it because I decided that my 2007, and, you know, everybody's, everybody can write this down, but 2007 <clears> is going to be my my fun year where I'm just going to, um, Robustu and I are going to go out to Chicago and do the Chicago Triathlon. So uh, we have, fish- yeah, and I think you're going to do it too, right? Yeah. So we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to have one giant party in Chicago. <laughs> and so everybody is invited and that, I think that'd be fun. So I'm just going to do fun things. I'm not going to train super hard. I'm not going to, you know, I don't know, uh, watch every calorie that goes in. It's going to be like my recovery year from the, from the Ironman and just have a really, really fun time. Mm-hmm. How about, how about See, you? That's exactly, and I think I got a taste of this because this is, um, Right now, uh, well, yesterday, actually Friday was my last day of spring break, and so tomorrow we got to go. I got to go back and teach and everything. And uh, um, I, uh, that, I, I was sick most of the time over spring break, and uh, with this chest cold. And so my coach was like, "Don't freaking do a thing, or I'll kill you." Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, I, I, just, I took, you know, what like four, almost I think four days off, and didn't do. I mean anything. I didn't go crazy. I didn't. I wasn't obsessive about anything. I just sort of, um, you know, like went and uh, I got some new bike shoes and I just sort of took my time and relaxed. And I think I needed that. I think I've been going like full blast for so long that I just needed a a little break. And mm-hmm. now, you know, now that feeling I talked about that that calm kind of right. is a. Uh, is really strong now, and I I think I just need to catch up with myself maybe and and uh, center up. Does that make sense? Oh, totally, totally. I think that's a good. Uh, I think that's good. I mean, the, you know these whether it's mental, mental rest or physical rest or both. Yeah. I think those, I, I took a for the first time really. You know everybody talks about training hard for three weeks and then taking a recovery week and. Um, last week I took a recovery week and then when I got on my bike, I was just like smoking it, you know, I was like, oh my yeah. God, am I, you know, my body was thanking me for it and I was sort of back into it mentally and, and, um, so, um, so it's all good. It's all good. Well, hey, do maybe you want, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to, um, we got a couple of neat emails. Do you want to go over those? I think we have a winner for our first, we do have first, a winner, um, yeah. And we, we, we did this, um, we're, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to do this, uh, scholarship for, for new newbies, people who want to get into triathlon, or maybe this is their first season and they need a little, little, um, push or help. And so we're going to pay the entry fee. And, um, so we have our first winner. So do you want to read that email? Do you, do you have it? Yeah. Let me, um, let me pull up. Her name is Nikki. And uh, Nikki, if you're listening, congratulations, you won. And uh, you're going to have to um, send us the info for your race so that we can uh, get you all set up for that. But uh, it says, hey, Iron Will and Trigeet Kahuna, I'm not a triathlete, never done a triathlon, and am not training for one yet. I've been following you since Episode 5 religiously, and my heart pounds faster when I hear the triathlete chapters. I think you can see my heart has always wanted to do a triathlon, but I've been missing the spark to tell, me, to tell myself yes. I've always been extremely active, taking on anything crazy enough to make others ask, wonder, why would I bother? Oh, boy, does that sound familiar or what? <laughs> um, you can check out what I've been up to on my website, um, peaknuke.com backslash Nikki backslash hand dot HTML. So that's P as in Paul, E-E-K-N as in Nancy, U-K-E dot com backslash N-I-K-I backslash hand dot HTML. Okay. Um, doing a triathlon always seemed natural to me, except for the fact I couldn't swim. I consider myself <laughs> a backpacker, above all else, and a short-distance runner. Last April, while training hard for an 11,000-foot elevation gain hike, I brought... Um, 11, I brought oh, wait, wait, wait. 11,000? 11, 11,000-foot yeah. 11, oh elevation. God. 
I think she says elevation. I don't think I don't know that she was. I guess maybe she was hiking up eleven thousand feet. Holy crap, girl! If you can go, <laughs> if you can hike up eleven thousand feet, you can do a triathlon. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, uh, like, uh, let's see, where did I lost my place. Oh, um, anyway, she's going up this hike, and uh, I brought up uh, I brought on a bad case of bursitis in my knee, sidelining me for the first time in my life for six months. I did a lot of crying. Um, and then since this day active with advice from my doctor, I reluctantly took up the, the dreaded sport, swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly, like most athletes wanting to try, I conquered my fear. After six months of swim, uh, now I find it a beloved sport, and I feel with some more, I feel with some more dedication I can be ready for triathlon. I recently talked with friends who try on advice about getting started. I was stunned to be told it would be a $1,000 investment on the bike alone with sign-up fees for a race around $70. Hearing this, I soon lost interest. The spark to try hadn't gone away, though, and still nags in me when I was savoring my next crazy endeavor. I decided I would find a way to make this work, borrow a bike, scavenge for a wetsuit, uh, forget all the accessories. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that also sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, I heard about your triathlete scholarship on your podcast last week, but I didn't believe you were talking to me. But after learning today that you only received one entry so far, I think that's a signal that perhaps it may be time to tell myself, yes, I would love to be considered for your triathlete scholarship. Thank you so much for the great podcast. I look forward to it every Friday. Nikki Yablonski. Aww. So congratulations, Nikki. You All won right. this one. And um, we we are starting to get the uh, – the scholarship um, application. Not, I don't want to say applications because some people think it's a big form they got to fill out. And stuff. Right. But, um, so we we have what a total of four now, I think. Yeah, and this scholarship is is um, partly sponsored by Michael Pajaro, and uh, he gave us the idea of this a couple weeks ago, and he wanted to help fund it. So he's doing sort of a matching grant of in, any funds that come in on the scholarship from. Uh, our listeners, he will match it, and so this is our first uh, recipient. So congratulations! Yeah, and um, the other folks who um, applied, you guys will stay in the pot, and um, we'll pick another one next week. So uh, you're not you're not out of the game. So um, uh, just tune in next week to find out if if you won. And Nikki, um, please make sure to add us in Kahuna or myself your information. Pick out a race and um, let us know who to write the check for. All right, uh, very good. We got one more email that uh, I want to read um, before we get on to the show, uh, and this is from Anne and Anne Timpany, and she wrote. Uh, so I was on my long run today, cruising down my dirt road here in the Idaho countryside. I think everybody lives in the country. <laughs> listening to you guys on my iPod I had gotten totally absorbed in the story of the mountain lions there in California and when you started telling about the mountain lion dragging the woman by the head into the bushes I literally shouted oh no this, <laughs> this scared the bejeebers out of the cows in the adjacent pasture setting off a minor stampede as they hauled across the field to get away from what must have been to them a clearly deranged pedestrian running and shouting after all cows don't see too many pedestrians as it is most people appear to them in the form of diesel pickups my running route takes me past several different cow pastures, and I'd reached another herd by the time the podcast got to the interview with Curly Sue. This time, during the discussion of the flute playing around the campfire at Wildflower, I was literally laughing out loud as I ran, and then I got this weird feeling I was being watched. You know, that sixth sense. I turned to look, and sure enough, there were about 20 mama cows all frozen in position, even not even chewing, staring at me as if I had dropped out of the sky from Mars or something. I suppose a random laughing runner must look pretty insane, even a cattle. <clears throat> so I just want to thank you guys for keeping me and the local livestock enter- entertained with the show. I look forward to the podcast every week. Thanks for all your time and effort you spent on it. It really makes me look forward to my long wor- workouts. Who would have ever thought I'd be laughing hysterically out loud at mile eight or nine um, on the run? Oh, the wonders of modern technology. Thanks again, Anne. Wow. That's Great. Yeah, it's very Always nice. a good day when you can make some cows, you know, go <laughs> go a little go a little loopy. Uh, I gotta run by some cows. Um, <laughs> There's so many cows. Gonna you gotta come up here. We have cows and and I'm gonna pass. No joke. I'm gonna pass fifty five zero farms today on my ride. You know, you made fun of me last. I think it was last week where I said, you know, what's it like on your run? It's like Green Acres, and uh, <laughs> I think it is like. <laughs> It is. It is kind of like that. Do you see you know, this, and, Mr. Haney out there? Yeah, with his pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> and Zaza. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we don't. I mean, 
we're really developed. I mean, developed. Developed. <laughs> we were, you know, there's we're overdeveloped out here with. Uh, I mean, there's, oh, there's, oh. there's there's barely a piece of grass out here, so. Oh. That's why that's why gonna... going down by the ocean is so nice because it's, um, you know, it's sort of like our park. Um, cause yeah. There's, there's not a lot else out there. All right, Iron Will, it's time for surprise a triathlete. All right, who are we calling? We've got the uh, famous Tri Mama, one of the great bloggers Ooh. out there, and uh, she has no clue we're calling. We got a hold of her cell phone, so this will be um, the ultimate surprise. So let's um, let's test it out. Here we Sounds go. like Come a plan. On. Here we go. I love the way she writes. Her blog is really great. Hello, Tri Mama. How are you? This is Iron Will and Chaggy Kahuna. Oh, no way. Hi, guys. Try How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? We're doing great. How are you doing? Are you, are you driving? We're good. I am. I'm on my way to the grocery store. It's uh, uh, oh. my kid's turning eight today, so I'm going to get breakfast for him. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah. Special, special breakfast. All right. Are you making a big, like, pancakes and sausage kind of thing? Yeah, something along those lines. We'll <laughs> With hash browns? <laughs> With yes. your, your special hash brown secret ingredient? <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> you got to read um, Chai Mama's post. She she made um, this, uh, well, I'll let him go back and read. But uh, Yeah, it, it was tortellini hash brown surprise. <laughs> it was really bad. So, so try a moment. Tell tell people who don't know you. Tell tell your your uh, triathlon story. How'd you get into the sports, and um, how'd you get to where you are today as a uh, triathlete? Oh, let's see. Well, um, okay. From a pretty young age, I was pretty athletic. So I started playing soccer like when I was ten, and really passionately loved soccer and basketball. I ran track, ran cross country, played volleyball. And then uh, got, did that kind of all the way into college, played co-ed sports and stuff. So it was always a great, um, I don't know, it always cleared my mind and made really good friends with that. And then um, got married and started having kids and put all of that sort of on hold. And I kind of kept in shape. I'd go to the Y and work out, you know, a few times a week, but um, never, didn't have really a focus for it. Then occasionally friends and I would go out and run a 5K or you know, I'd really challenge myself with a 10K. And then I think it was three years ago I ran the Twin Cities Marathon 10-mile race. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because I still have the little finisher photo on my fridge. And Brian uh-huh. and I just walked by and laugh at it because I'm all, whoo, I finished, I ran 10 miles. And we both kind of knew that that was just sort of the beginning. But he was in school at the time, which he finished oh, like a year ago, December. And then just in the back of my brain, this thing clicked that 20 years before I knew a triathlete in high, or in college, and I said, oh, I've always wanted to do one. I think I'm going to train and do this. And then, unfortunately, I couldn't swim, and I could go, like, sort of down and back, and then I'd have to stop, and I had no form, and I couldn't breathe, and I'd sort of panic in the water. So, But I had a uh, friend who was a Pac-10 swimming champion. She swam for Stanford. And so wow. she got in the pool with me, and, yeah, that was really fun. So she taught me how to swim, so that was helpful. And then um, right around the time that I had signed up to do my triathlon, Kahuna and RoboStew were doing wildflowers. So I started reading them and thinking, well, if they can do a half, I can do this little small sprint. But I just went kind of all in. It was like by the mid-April, I'd signed up for four triathlons and <laughs> hadn't even done one yet. I'm like, what am I, <laughs> what body bike? <laughs> Uh, so and then kind of got carried along and it just seemed very right to go and do the Ironman this year so that was the that's the abbreviated version now tell us about your new bike you just got a new Cervelo right yeah I did yeah it is it's a great bike I got a I think I need to get it adjusted though because it's Brian thinks it's too aggressively set up for me my Mm. hands hurt when I ride it so I'm going to oh, wow. get out and try and ride again today. Yeah. But they're fun. And then I uh, heard your coach say, I have the perfect bike for Florida because it's got the aero bars and it's a tri-bike. So that's good. Oh, and you know what? This is the other really cool thing. I met with my accountant on Friday. She finished Florida Ironman last 
November. Oh, so wow. instead of doing accounting, we talked all triathlon. And <laughs> my taxes aren't going in this week. They're going to get extended but because of that. But <laughs> What did she say? Well, did she you know, a- you sit there and do you want to talk, you know, taxes or do you want to talk Iron Man? It's not a <laughs> no, no question, hands down. What did you learn from her? Right. Try Mama. Right. What's that? What did, what did you learn from her? From her? Your accountant. Oh, for the Florida? Uh-huh. She said that um, the bike gets a little tedious because there's no hills, uh-huh. and Florida is really ugly. So, But she said you see lots of people. And then she said the run is just a huge party. I mean, people are grilling, and she said <sighs> like the array of food on the run. In, in most part, you're kind of running, so you don't want to eat the food. Right. But everybody's partying along the way, so it'll be that part's going to be fun. And she oh, said the swim is... Go ahead. Kahuna was like all freaked out about the run, and see, I think you just made him feel all kinds of better. Yeah, no, 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 because here's the other thing. Kahuna, on the run, you run the same six miles four times. So then, and you're stopping every mile, but, you know, you have your cheering, like the tribe will be there cheering. So every three miles, you're going to have people yelling at you to tell you to keep going and not uh-huh. to sit down and go to sleep. Oh, you got to set up. Right, right. And, and how, are you feeling about you just sw- gotta, how are you feeling about the swim? Oh, I don't know. I go back and forth because I have jellyfish in my head. Like that picture of the jellyfish. <laughs> the giant man well, eating, absorbing jellyfish. Right. Uh, right. And knowing, you know, you're like you're getting closer to winter, so all those like massive animals probably migrate further up south to stay warm, <laughs> you know? Or they go up into the Gulf, I'm sure. So, and, and my accountant friend said you do see a lot of marine wildlife as you swim. Or could you imagine running into a manatee? You know, those oh, big... Right. They're going to have all that. Wait, 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 wait. Manatees are not in the ocean. They're in the... Um... <laughs> okay. You're not going to... You should be worried about sharks, not uh, jellyfish and manatees. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, the people at the San Diego Zoo, or no, the SeaWorld, said the manatees will go out into the ocean and they said if you go near them, they will, like, propel you 50 feet up out of the water. Well, They're really well, strong. <laughs> well, you'll be that much further ahead in the swim, right? <laughs> that's right. I that to be my tactic. Oh. Now, are, so. are you, are you um, uh, have you decided whether you're going to get a tattoo, an Iron Man tattoo or not at the end? If you make oh. it. You know, I am very, I have no tattoos right now. Right. And. I have almost gone and gotten a tattoo probably 20 different times. So I go back and forth between, well, if I do this, I want it to be meaningful. And I'm sort of like, hey, moron, what's more meaningful than that you just finished the biggest race of your life? (laughs) But like wanting it to be a little bit unique to me and my sort of, you know, getting to Iron Man, but then thinking, yeah, but how much more could it be, you know, just pick a color and have them, printed on your leg mm-hmm. so but i think if tequila is involved i probably will get a tattoo uh, <laughs> that's there, my guess there's gonna be a lot of tequila involved try mama yes there will because <laughs> i am i am off tequila until i finish that race oh, no. so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna be so in need of a, a shot of tequila by the time i'm done that'll be my whole motivation over the last six miles you know what? It's a good thing, guys, that that maybe uh, there's a chance I might not be there because I'm such a lightweight. I have no alcohol tolerance whatsoever. We went to a friend's party, um, what Friday night, and I had a glass and a half of wine, and it was like I was giggly and stupid. And um, by the end of the night, I had had three glasses, and that was it. I was done, gone. I, oh, out of ridiculous. Oh, you're so, the room was spinning. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know who's a great drinker is um, RoboStew. I bet. I with, all, well, with all his Las Vegas experience there. <laughs> no, well, just even, weren't you guys at a triathlon that you went south of the border? And I mean, doesn't he do the triathlon beer thing? Yeah, we did the tri beers and we, um, right. we almost got thrown in jail. It, 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 was, <laughs> it was really cool. Right. It was scary. It was scary. But uh, oh, I'm looking so forward to meeting you, Tri Mama. I know. I can't wait. It's, yeah. it's going to be a great end of this year. It really is. And so are you guys um, flying down there? Or how are you getting down there? 
Um, you know, that has been the biggest dilemma because for me, I really want my kids there. Right. But, yeah. you know, forking over. And then if the kids come, we kind of have to bring some form of babysitter person. So I think what we worked out is uh, Brian very bravely said he will drive down there with the kids and oh. his nephew, who's 20, and then the nephew will be the sitter, and he's going to let me fly down. So I'll probably go down, like, Tuesday, the week mm-hmm. of. Right. I'm going to be a wreck that week. So <sighs> did you read? Well, no, Iron Benny is doing Arizona today, mm-hmm. and he was just a mess. He's like, the taper kills you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a good person yeah. to be around. I'm not exercising fairly consistently. We talked so to him on the phone. We're going to have to. Yeah, that's oh, get Iron Betty on the phone? Well, no, we talked to him on the phone a little while ago. And um, so we're going to have to check him check on him today. We He was a surprise triathlete, what, three, four weeks ago? Yeah. You know, oh, I, cool. I, that, that's the reason why I'm not bringing my family, Tri-Mama, because I am just a mess on that, you know, before the race. and. Oh, I think, Yeah. You're going to be scared, and you're going to be uptight, and you can't run that energy out. You know, you can't go and just work out and get that out of you. So, yeah, so they're going to come down probably on drive down Wednesday and Thursday, and Uh then we probably won't go back home until Tuesday or Wednesday the next week. Oh, cool. That's what I'm I'm doing, too. I'm going to stick around because I figured, how often do you get to do this, you know? And I don't want to sit there and jump back on a plane and, you know, right after I race. So I'm going to enjoy it. and yeah. um, so. Soak in the experience a little bit. Yeah, so it'll be good. So, um, yeah. and your training's going well? It is. It's going really well. It's still, like, yesterday I was supposed to go bike, and I got up and it was 24 degrees. So that's a little cold to be outside on the bike. So I swam and ran yesterday, and then I'm going to bike today. If you get, it's, it's just not warming up here very well yet. What is it? What's so, the temperature there? Tell people where you live, Tri-Mama. Oh, Minneapolis. We're in the Nordic North. <laughs> What's the temperature uh, there? I think it. I just saw the thermometer, and it says it's about forty-four right now. And there's no wind, so theoretically you could go bike right now. But I'm gonna. Hopefully, I'll get up to be out sixty today. And then yeah. by the end of the week, it's gonna be in the seventy. So that'll be good. Yeah, uh, that's about what it's gonna be here. Now, Trimama did. Uh, I think the athletic achievement of the year when she jumped in, was it Christmas or New Year's? New Year's Day, yeah. Oh, she jumped, jumped in. in. They cut a hole in the ice, and you <laughs> jump in. And you know what the worst part of it is? You had to swim. Like, I was expecting, you know, you just jump in, jump out. Right. You had to swim like 12 feet underwater, ice water. Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not a person who swears, you know, that just pushes kids. I could, I was just, I couldn't contain myself. I was just <laughs> swearing like a sailor. It hurt. And then for like two days, your skin hurts. Oh, because no. it's just like been so, it's awful. But it's fun in a sort of odd way. Are you going to do it next year? Are you going to do it next year? Probably. Yeah, because the, the goal is that once you've, like you rise in the ranks of fishdom, like, I was a guppy this year, and next year I'll be a minnow. Uh-huh. And then you sort of aspire to be a shark. Oh, nice. Mm. Well, I'm going yeah, to yeah, this... do that sometime. I, I think that'd be a, I don't think it'd be a blast, but I think it'd be, a, I don't know, interesting. I think it's like jumping off a cliff. Like, the adrenaline rush just completely overwhelms you. Uh-huh. And then you're so thrilled to still be alive when you climb out. <laughs> Even though, you know, it's, like, perfectly safe. Your brain thinks you're dying for that instant, and then you get out and it's like a huge adrenaline rush where you just like scream and you're all excited. Well, it's not perfectly safe. I remember the picture. There's like paramedics standing by and right, all kinds and the of- firemen with these great big hooks. <laughs> well, that's because if you jump in and then they made it so you had to swim underneath this rope and then you had to swim to the end of the ice thing. And in years past, they've had people get themselves out underneath the ice, like they swam oh. the wrong direction. So if you get under the ice, you know, you only have about 30 seconds before you start to go into, you know, shock and whatever. So they have to fish you out if you don't come up underneath that rope. So they've got divers and dry suits. and So in that regard, it was safe. Like, there's plenty of safety personnel there. Yikes. All the more reason to swim fast. I probably haven't swam that fast in my life. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Oh. All right, Try Mama. Well, we're, um, we got to get on with the rest of the show, but it was so good to talk to you. I know. It's, I'm glad you guys called me. So I love the shows. They've been great. Aww. Oh, and Try Mama, before, before we let Try Mama go, I have to tell her personally thank you. Um, and I don't know that everybody knows this, but, um, oh, several months ago, um, Try Mama went up to Ironman Wisconsin and uh, volunteered. And um, she brought back with her the bracelet that she wore um, while she was handing out water to, like, Everybody from Chris Lieto to uh, you know the Simply everyday Stu. mom and dad. To, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, um, she sent me her bracelet and uh, to to kind of give me some mojo in my training all the way up until Iron Man Wisconsin. So, try mom, I have not taken that off since you gave it to me. Oh, it's cool. Gone. It, I, it's gone through um, every race that I've had since you sent it and uh, will be on my wrist this whole summer as I race. And um, so anyway, it, it's definitely um, been there uh, when I didn't think, oh, I, there's no way I can't do this. Today sucks. I don't want to do this. And I looked down and there it was and I got up and I went. And so that's because of you. So thank you very much. You're welcome. I'm very glad. And we're going to be there. We're all signed up to volunteer. So we will see you. Oh, Most of awesome. the way through that course. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would oh, be great. Cool. <laughs> yes. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, Try Mama. We'll see you later. Have a good All Sunday. Right. Bye, Try Mama. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, Try Mama's great. She's great. I got a little crush on her. That, I know uh, you do. I'm surprised. I'm very proud of you. You contained yourself very well. Well, I didn't want to seem like a weirdo or something. <laughs> well, yeah. probably have you seen um have you seen her husband try daddy? He's a big dude. <laughs> could... Oh, I know. I Are you t- nervous he'd kick your butt? I have a what? tremendous no, please. <laughs> I have tremendous respect for him as I do for Troy Mama. <laughs> um, wow, that was great. That was great. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was a good call. So, what are we doing now? Okay, well, let's um let's go to uh Coach's Corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, this week we're going to talk about, um, we're kind of talking about what, you know, go in the distance, I guess, you yeah. know, and then what did, what did you say the, uh, earlier that was so great, the night before the battle and all the fears and all of that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, Chai is, her, her big fear is, is the ocean. That's her, that's her monster she's battling up for this race. And, uh, a lot of people, uh, I think have that fear of, of the open water, of the swim, and I know I certainly did. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk to um, my coach this week about going from the pool to the great wide open. All right. Let's have a listen. All right. Back again. And uh, this time we're talking again to my coach, Greg Mueller, USAP Level 2 coach. And, uh, Greg, so we're talking today about um, what a person who has never swum in open water can expect uh, for a season um, if they've only prepared ever in a pool. Uh, they've got their wetsuit, they've got everything, but uh, haven't hit the lake yet so or, or the ocean yet. So uh, what kind of advice would you have to uh, help them prep for that experience? Well, I see some athletes that have, um, uh, they have a lot of problems come time to get in the water and they have all these people and they get out there and it's obviously scary enough sometimes to just be in a lake but then you throw in a couple hundred of your best buddies and <laughs> it really can get a little hairy but I recommend that um, you know at your local club or the Y they'll let you take the lane lines out sometimes um, if you can swim do laps there with eight people with no lane lines and kind of crowd each other and it's really people who are feeling um nervous about getting in with a bunch of other people on the lake should they should do this more than people who are confident obviously <laughs> although they might not welcome it they really need to make sure they're getting really comfortable and then come springtime try to get in the water because part of it is just being in the water it's not just all these people kicking and wrestling with you it's the fact that you're in an open body of water and there's no real control and sometimes that can take over even elite's mind and you start thinking about all the things in the water and how deep it is and really you have to just relax and you can turn over on your back and just take some deep breaths if you have to and uh, let the race go on and give it some space and, and and you'll be fine. You just need to really do some deep breathing and relax and you'll be able to pull it together. But as far as people there, um, it's important to do some open water swims with friends, never alone, um, for safety reasons obviously. 
and you know challenge each other even in the shallow sections to be swimming real close and do some bumping and even some kicking because all that stuff is going to happen swim over the top of each other and uh, kind of get used to that but come race time if you're not comfortable by all means let the race go 20 seconds um, uh, on without you that's 25 yards and that gives you a lot of space to be on your own while everyone else is racing into the water and diving to you know spare every second if, if you're not comfortable either move way to the left or way to the right or just you know wait for the race to go on and start in the back and kind of move your way through the field and you'll find that there'll be a lot less people that you have to hassle with uh, while you're doing your swim but it's something that you really need to work on and make sure you don't show up at the race um feeling totally unprepared challenge yourself building up to the race so that you feel like you have been there and you do have more confidence because you can gain that confidence um by experimenting doing things in a uh, lap pool or in open water just like you ride your bike to prepare for the race you can prepare for this by spending time doing it Okay, and say now um, we, we get to race time and uh, there's a panic attack that happens with all of a sudden all the people splashing and, and everything all around you. What are some things you can tell yourself to kind of uh, get back in control of, of the day there? Well, I, I think just like with training, um, whether it's cramping or it's just um, fatigue, um, when you start having these issues during racing, you want to be able to go back to something you did in training that worked. And so if you can practice these things and work on these things, then um, you'll be able to uh, relax your mind and your body um, when people are hit, hitting you and all these things are happening. Um, you need to practice some skills that do make you relax. And so maybe it's in the, even in a lap pool, you slip, flip over on your back and take some deep breaths and try to totally relax. Um, and so show up at the race with the skills to relax um, and then just apply them as, as these things happen. And they certainly will. They happen to the best athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I suppose that, that would have come in really handy. Um, last year I was swimming and got actually kicked in the face and had a bloody nose and I didn't know what was going on and saw stars, the whole thing. So um, the only thing I could think of to do then was just get, you know, sort of away from everybody, and uh, so I fell back and uh, tried to just, you know, shake shake it clean there for a minute. And uh, but then, you know, the whole rest of the race uh, that that sort of stays with you. So how do you uh, how do you kind of leave that there and then go on with your race? Well, it, it's hard to prepare for something that's that drastic, um, and that's an extreme circumstance. But it's also very um, possible that you're going to get. Um, kicked or you're going to get hit. Um, I even had an athlete um, get hit and he popped his eardrum because he had his swim cap pulled over his ear. And so you you don't, um, it's difficult to prepare for those things just like any extreme things that might happen during the bike or the run. But um, I mean, I think you have to evaluate each individual situation and say, how bad is what happened if you got hit in the face and you're bleeding? You might want to stop and evaluate what is it? Is it your nose or are you, is your jaw okay? Do you have a black eye? You know, should you be going on? Are you dizzy? And then from there, decide if, if you can go on because there's no shame and, you know, you, you can't really prepare for everything. Mm-hmm. And this is a very extreme thing. So you have to evaluate how bad was a circumstance and what's a safe way to go on from there. Okay, and now that we've scared everybody from ever doing uh, an open water triathlon, um, this is pretty rare that, that someone actually gets, like, decently yeah, injured. So yeah. most most people kind of are polite in the water and, and I, uh, keep their distance, wouldn't you say? I think that everyone is equally um, nervous about getting punched or kicked, and I don't think they want to. <laughs> also, it, it's also difficult on your swimming, even if you're doing the punching or kicking, if you've ever tried to swim while someone's underneath you. So, um, yeah, I think most people want to just let other swimmers go on by. Okay. And then um, the last question I have for you is about drafting um, while swimming. A lot of people have no idea what that is. On the bike, obviously, it's a lot easier. But in the water, being kind of that close to somebody's feet, uh, is it really beneficial to draft um, behind somebody in the swim? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, 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 usually if you're within uh, two feet of their 
the, the flank or two feet behind someone, um, it's a lot easier. But the trick is finding someone that is essentially your same speed or slightly faster. And really, um, it might not be that you're moving through the water faster because in a long race like a half Ironman, you're going to just use too much energy trying to go faster. But it's that you were trying to save energy. And so you tuck in there and um, you want to evaluate, again, your breathing because you're pacing off someone else. And usually in swimming, you're getting a feel through your breathing of how hard you can go because you can't see heart rate or an odometer or anything. So you want to make sure that you're not getting tugged along and you're sprinting and then 200 yards into a 1.5-mile swim, you're hyperventilating. Make sure that um, you've picked the right feet. And it's not bad to stay on some feet for a couple hundred yards and then let them go and get on some other feet. <laughs> find, find some feet that are... Um, that are perfect for you, and if, if you don't like being close to people, you might not want to draft on anyone at all, but certainly there is an advantage if you can get yourself close enough to someone to, um, to feel just a little bit of that pull or a little bit of that pacing. Okay, and that, because it, 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 you mentioned it doesn't help you move faster through the water, or it does? No, it does help you move faster, but there's a risk of going too fast I see. Um, for someone who hasn't done it, because... You, you still need to get a feel. Don't focus on their speed and the drafting. Focus on your perceived exertion. And if that's okay, then you're fine. But it, it's a trick to randomly find one person, you know, out of 300 in the race that is going to swim, you know, just just enough faster than you that you can stay on. And if the draft is saving you 15% of your energy, that they're only 15% faster. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. To, to balance the gains of speed and energy. You don't want to get on someone who's going 50% faster and you're only saving 15% of the energy because then you're using another 35% of your energy to go faster and you might find that you made a huge error. <laughs> so try to find uh, the right pace and the right feet. Um, and it's okay to just come off if, if you're breathing too hard. And, again, if someone's pacing on you and they're hitting your feet, you can slow down and they can just go around you just try to maintain a pace that you're comfortable with all right okay greg well thank you very much and if anybody has any questions about this they can get a hold of you at uh, innovativeendurance.com right absolutely all right appreciate your time thanks again thank you well that's that's great advice by your coach, as, as always. Um, do you want to know my opinion on open water swimming? Yeah, you're kind of a you're kind of a fishy too. So yeah, what, uh, I, what do you know, think? I was a uh, I was a lifeguard in Huntington Beach for four summers, so I know a <laughs> thing or two about open water swimming. Now, you know what it is? It's it's almost I think it's almost all mental. I mean, obviously you got to be able to people that can do you know do the distance in a pool should be able to do the distance in, in especially in the ocean. Um, fine because you got bigger, you got, you know, it's, it's more buoyant and, um, you should be able to do it, but it's just this panic that sets in. And if you can just relax and even just go and do some breaststroke, um, or, you know, roll over on your back and do some backstroke and just sort of, um, relax. Um, it's, it's just, it's just kind of a mental, mental thing. A lot of, a lot of times if, um, you just count your strokes, if you're starting to panic and you can feel yourself uh, getting getting edgy, just just start counting your strokes and take your oh. mind off off your um, you know off off what's going on in your head. And that's what my wife, who's not a, the greatest swimmer in the world, she's she. I talked her into doing a um, Alcatraz to San Francisco swim, and uh, and this old old lady who'd done it a hundred times, literally more than a hundred times. My wife was like shaking. She's like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. And she goes, You know what? Just uh, just get in the water, honey, and just start counting your strokes. And my wife did it, and it got her through, uh, no problem. So, wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it's any any giant secrets or anything. It's just just you got to just kind of calm down. And there there are different ways, and you know, it's uh, you'll be fine. There's you know, besides the sharks and the jellyfish and the manatees and um, everything else, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Coming, coming from the Kahuna, who is uh, 
the the ocean expert, I think we're all going to rest assured that uh, if if we can and if I can conquer the open water swim, anybody can. Yeah, <laughs> I was the biggest scaredy cat. Well, you've got a lot of role models if, you, if you're scared of swimming because uh, I mean you, Robo Stew, Tri Mama, all those people you know couldn't swim a lick and and they're you know doing great so everything will <laughs> be fine. All right, well it's that time again for Tri Life Lesson. This is where you fuse uh, your philosophy of life with uh, with the sport of triathlon. What do you got for us this week? Oh, well, you know, I think kind of trying to stick with the theme here um, and that, that calm I told you about, mm-hmm. uh, I was sort of feeling. Um, I guess it's a little more complicated than that yet, so um, hopefully this will try to explain that feeling, I guess, a little bit better. All right, let's, uh, let's take a listen. I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Let it be. In my life, I've fought to matter, to protect another. For my father to be proud of me. I thought to make a difference with who I've been and for the chance to become more than I thought I could be. And ironically, when all is said and done, I'm discovering it's only that for which I've stood that has the power to bring me to my knees. I suppose that's the price of believing. It's bittersweet, and the only choice is that of enduring or you lose the dream. Because I understand this now, I know that I'm ready. So take me to that field and let me find my way across. I think I can make it now. I've watched them all go before me. Some have fallen. Some have never risen. And yes, that's frightening. But for me, so is never going. Never knowing. And I can't live my life never risking, for in that is to risk never becoming who I was meant to be. So I resolve after all of this, if I fall, I fall knowing that at least I've made my peace. At least I tried. And at least I died believing in something. Take me to that field. Whatever crucibles lie ahead, I will remember that in my life I have been many things, but never a coward. Let me find my way across. And while I go, let me know that I'm fighting for something greater than me, so that if along the way I lose my faith, with that it will be restored. Let be whatever will be. Come what is coming for me. But let me go forward. Always forward until I can go that way no more. All right, Will, that's an excellent tri-life lesson. It sounds like you're, you're, I mean, these are all brand new emotions we're all trying to figure out, right? Yeah, I think so. And, and I don't know, I'm sure that other people have, you know, who've gone down this, these roads have felt them. That would be neat if we could get some email from people who have uh, felt these things and uh, confirm that <laughs> this is totally normal and we're not psychopathians or something. But um, yeah, I, I think so. At least for I know for me, this is definitely new. Yeah, every I, I just think everything about this year. I mean, one of the neat things about doing this Ironman is everything about this year is brand new, uncharted territory. Um, but you also have this feeling, in a way it's a good feeling, I think, but it's, I, I feel like I'm, I'm lost. You know, it's someone who is on the other side of this and has done an Iron Man would probably, you know, laughing at me. But um, I just, <laughs> you know, I just don't feel, you know, I, everything is new and, and I, you know, I'm, it's sort of uncharted territory. And, um, you know, am I, am I, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right training am i going to be okay nutritionally am i you know is this is this you know waking up in the middle of the night totally fearful and i mean you had a you had a great dream the other night right about uh, oh yes i dreamt that um i was at all at ironman and the swim was great it was no problem and i got out of the swim and i didn't bring my helmet or my bike shoes and so i'm like <laughs> oh i was 
freaking out and I'm going to ask everybody if they have any extra and nobody had anything and so pretty soon, you know, the clock is ticking and it's like 20 minutes in T1 and an hour in T1 and it's just forever. Like, this is horrible. Oh, that's just the worst feeling to uh, to not be ready. And I, you know what? Now that I say that out loud, to not be ready, I think that's um, kind of the foundation of all the fear that has led up to this far. You know, you spend all of this time trying to become, and you spend all of this time trying to uh, make yourself into that person you decided you were going to be um, when you signed up for the race. And the closer it gets, maybe the closer that person comes to... Mm-hmm. Um, the closer you come to being that person, and uh, so maybe there's a little bit. I don't know. We got to get head back on the phone. Maybe there's a little bit of a uh, anxiety in becoming um, everything that you wanted to be. Fear of fear of success. Does, does that make sense? It does. It does. And it's uh, yeah. It's, it's sort of like you know they always say you know the the journey is the uh, you know the journey is the adventure. The journey is what this is all about, and the destination is you know secondary and some ways you're like, okay, I'm going to get to my destination. What, you know, but now what does that mean? Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll get head doc on. He's actually, um, vacationing for three weeks in Italy. And, uh, yeah, he was, he actually was going to do Ironman Arizona, which is today when we're recording on a Sunday. Uh, but he got some really bad, um, asthma and his doctor, who's a triathlete insisted that he stop his Ironman training and um, and get better. So he had a he, he was really disappointed because he's, he's a he's a great athlete. Um, and so instead of is a uh, consolation prize, which isn't bad, he decided to go to um, Italy for three weeks. <laughs> uh, so. Well, that's what you do, man. If you <laughs> yeah, that's the place to go. Exactly. Hey, I had I had one more thing to talk about, um, and someone asked about this, and this this is sort of um, involved your dream about uh, you know not having things in transition. Is that the a couple of um, people that were new said, you know, how do you how do you do your transitions, and how do you set up your transitions? And one of the things oh, that, that's right. And one of the things that I have a problem with is, and I think everybody does really, is your brain shuts, or let's say my brain, shuts down when I'm racing. It just... Yeah, you go on autopilot. Yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, you, you just get dumb real fast. And so when you're in your transition, you got to make sure that everything is laid out um, simply and, you know, you've, you've kind of gone over it in your mind a hundred times. And so you can... You can do that because if you have to think in your transition or you don't have everything, you know, totally squared away, you're going to forget something or you're going to spend a long time, you know, I don't know, getting your socks on or even. um, Do you find that that you the transition is I find it is kind of a hard place. Yeah, yeah. I don't, for me, I guess the best advice I ever got about transition areas and all of that is just um, do it so many times that you automatically do it um, mm-hmm. and you don't even think about it. And uh, because you won't be able to think, you're just you're going so fast from one thing to another that everything becomes autopilot. And um, basically, the, basically, race day is the fun day, and you um, do what you've practiced to do. It, it becomes instinctual, and so you know every time you get off your bike go to a little transition area you've made for yourself in shoes um, and go for a little run. And if you do that every single time, um, it'll just become second nature. And uh, nobody can really, I don't think, give you advice on um, how to set up your transition area because you just put out all the stuff you're going to need um, in the order that you're going to use it. And um, I don't know, I guess those things are they're all very personal for, for, the, for the individual. You know what I mean? So I do. So, so you actually tra- you practice your transitions. Oh, yeah, because I was my OCD paranoia, <laughs> I'm sure, like most people, um, you know, I had to make sure that it was going to be a certain way and I didn't want to leave anything out. And um, So, oh, I'd say a good, I don't know, I must have started probably a month or so before my first triathlon and uh-huh. just laid out my area and what I was going to need and where it was going to be and uh, uh, put everything, like my sunglasses and my running hat and or my bike helmet rather like all my bike stuff went together uh-huh. and I put my socks inside of my shoes and so I would know to you want you want to set up everything to where you don't have to think about doing it you just like oh there's all right there you don't want then it's not the time you want to have to stop and look for something so check it and double check it and triple check it 
Yeah, that's good. I, you know, I, I, this is probably my problem, but I've never practiced my transitionary because I just think like, I don't know. It's I, you know, it's it's easy to do or something, but I but I always I always screw it up. Um, <laughs> one of the questions, yeah, it's probably related, huh? Um, one of the questions that um, someone had is that you know, do you wear socks? You don't wear socks when you're cycling or running, and. Uh, I wear socks all the time because it's like I don't want to get blisters, you know, on the bike or especially the run. Right. Um, and the amount of time, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to win the race. So to spend an extra, you know, 10 seconds putting on your socks or 20 seconds, right. you know, doesn't seem to be uh, a major time loss. But like Robos do, he doesn't wear, when it's a sprint triathlon, he doesn't wear socks on any of it. Huh. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I, I would just get blisters on my feet in one second. Do you wear socks all the time? I do. I, I mean, I, um, I, I wear them for the bike and for the run. And for, I tried, you know, a few times not doing it on the bike. And it's just, I don't know, the longer the distance is, I don't like, you know, because, you know, you, you're, you're wet from coming out of the water. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that water drips into your shoes and your feet are sliding all around. And um, yeah, I don't know, I just, I, I, I would rather wear just a little socks, so. <laughs> Plus, your shoes will stink after a while. Yeah, I think not, not yours, of course, but uh, uh, mine would. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, I don't think that uh, socks are a big. You know, unless you're you're you know trying out for Olympic team, I don't think putting on socks is a big deal. Um, but there is. You know, I'll say this is is uh, you know they always called it free minutes in the um, triathlon and or in the transition areas, and if you were working on bettering your times. Uh, you know, you can work out in the pool a lot or you can really do some speed work uh, on the bike or the run. But the easiest way is just to get a minute faster, two minutes faster in transition. And and, uh, and that doesn't take any, you know, great physical feat. It's just being organized and getting in and, in and out of there. Um, do, you attach right. your, do you attach your shoes to your bike or do you um, run with no, your shoes on? No, I'm not that coordinated. <laughs> 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 I, I have to. I'm coordinated in a lot of other things, but I'm I'm not at all coordinated in in getting on my bike. So uh, I have to make sure that that is a very um, uh, riskless process. <laughs> and for the new people, so. the, the other thing that I've learned the real hard way in my first triathlon is set your bike in a low gear um, uh, at the start because uh, you know you run with your bike out to you know out of the transition right. area. And then a lot of times there's like a little hill going up or something, and if you if you you're in a high gear, you're just screwed. I had to run my bike up a hill, a large hill, because I was like, oh. I just didn't think about it. You know, I was like, okay, you know, my I, whatever I finished my last bike ride in, it's that's the gear it's in, and and uh, I could not I could not get up that hill in that gear, and so I had to run the bike up. <laughs> so yeah, it was a little stupid. Um, oh wow! I would no, I wouldn't have thought of that. I'd have been in big trouble. <laughs> Well, you, every, yeah, well, you, you have to do it in, in Wisconsin, I bet. Um, but uh, like Wildflower, you know, there's a there's a there's a little hill at the start that you have to get up, um, and uh, if you're not in low gear, you're you're going to be in trouble. So, yeah. sit in low gears. Um, well, gosh, you know what? I we're at the end of our show. Oh yeah, God, this kind of went quick again. Yeah, it did. It, it's oh, it's lucky number uh, thirteen. That's your number, right? It is lucky number thirteen. Wow! I wish we talked about that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you like the number thirteen? Yeah, you know what? This is a long story, um, but uh, I don't know. I guess I'm. My life has always been like a giant contradiction. I guess what has been the worst situations for some people has turned out to be the best situations for me, and um, you know, and vice versa. And it's just. I don't know. I have a I have a charmed life, I think. <laughs> so, um anyway, yeah, I don't know. 13 is everybody else's bad luck day and um for some reason it's always turned out to be um maybe not that particular day, but uh in the long run, 13's always worked out mm-hmm. well for me. So, even my daughter was born on the 13th. So, yeah. Wow. Weird. And and, <laughs> and uh <laughs> um and it's your birthday coming up, right? It is my birthday coming up. Yeah, it's birthday. Uh, um, next next month. Oh no, it's April now, isn't it? Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, April April twenty seventh is my birthday. I'm going to be the big three two. Yeah, I just wanted so. people to be able to 
get their birthday presents in early. <laughs> so you can shop for Iron Will. And, uh, yeah, there you go. I wear size medium, everybody. Size medium. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. You get a present or two. Um, okay, so oh. get so for people out there, we want if you want to get your um, if you want to be what, a triathlon scholarship recipient, recipient, give us an email, and uh, we are we're looking for those guys. And, right. Um, I think we probably should sign off. All right, everybody. Um, this is lucky number thirteen for us, and uh, good luck to Iron Benny who's out racing Ironman Arizona, and uh, I guess. This is going to be Iron Will signing off. This is a Trike Kahuna saying aloha and mahalo. All right, and it's that time again for the business section of our show. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by NEPSA for all your web hosting, domain, and design needs. NEPSA is your solution. Visit NEPSA.com or call 877-99-NEPSA. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for our next show, visit the sidebar of TryGeekDreams.com or through TH3Wall.com for more information. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media. And if you want to help sponsor the show, you could uh, help out by by hitting the PayPal button on either my website or Iron Will's website and uh, making a donation, large or small. We're just uh, looking to get a little bit out of the red. We're not making money on the show, so anything you can do would be appreciated. And if you'd like a token of the Get Your Geek On show, visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel. Now stay tuned for some of our finest moments. Yeah, right, well, do you want to finish the show and then we'll do it? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of still in the middle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and... Crap. What was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say the... the did we have another... Oh, hell, I totally blanked. And if you'd like a token of the Get Your Geek On show, visit... <laughs> okay. Um, now stay tuned for some of our... Uh, what the hell? We don't have a theme. You know what? Okay, here, I'll do it. Um, okay. Na- oh. <laughs> and now stay tuned for our bloopers times where we did not go the distance. <laughs> Okay, now stay tuned for times where we failed to go the distance. (laughs) You don't like that one either. You know, uh, it's just overtly sexual. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. (laughs) So, what if we said, um... (laughs) What if if we said, uh... Um... When when we just... Okay, now time for... Oh, fine. You know what? Let's just say, stay tuned for the... Okay. All right, now it's time for our art... Art takes. Art takes. Art our takes? Art, art takes? Are you going to pose? Are you going to be a new model? <laughs> I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. You idiot! I did it!